So I'm not going back and forth with a man who thinks that they should be in my position. If you want to be in my position, get in my position. Do you believe that? Bluff City Media presents The Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Anthony Sane Show. This is, of course, your host, Anthony Sane, here live from the Bluff City Media Studios. Kenny Summerfield behind the glass. What's going on, my boy? My brother, what's up, man? Man, you good? good, man. Feeling good, feeling good in the place to be, man. And not to be at the same time. Shout out to Outcast. You don't know nothing about that line, man. But uh, <laughs> we are here for another show at the Bluff City Media Studios. Of course, today is Wednesday, so we got my boy, Paris Sharkey. Uh, Memphis Grizzly B-Rider for Bluff City Media is going to be in the building. We're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies, man. We got Attitude MMA is going to be in the building as well. I heard there's a guy a guy from Memphis going to be here, man. Yeah, um, man. You better get ready. Yeah, I'm ready for it for sure. Uh, heard some law school guys in there, man. Jeez. Law school. Hey, bro, I ain't going to lie. My dream, man. I live vicariously through law school MMA, man. I told you last show. It was some shit almost went down. Somehow, yeah, it got into it with somebody. I know. Man, in, the, I, in the ring after hey, the last fight. Exactly. Then when they left out, I'm about to leave out with them. Well, I'm about you? to get in line, man. You hear me? So, where we going? But I was like, where we going? But yeah, man, law school living bank uh, is going to be in the building. Got a couple guys that will be fighting the main event, I heard. Co main event. The co main event, event. Uh, yep, uh, for be Attitude fire, MMA uh, next Saturday at the Memphis Music Room. Uh, February the 10th is going down, man. I would definitely be in the building to check that out if I can at all. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to clear my schedule up, man. Yes, sir. So I, can be, I got some conflicts going on, but I'm going to try to be up in that joint for sure if I can, man. But the guys from Attitude MMA will be joining us today, so it's going to be an action-packed show. We got Always. tickets to give out, right? Yeah, we got tickets to give out. We're going to uh, figure out how to get those done. Probably not on today's show. Yeah, We're probably yeah. leaning towards next a couple uh, shows. They, Friday show. Let's right, start getting right, this right. way on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Start doing it on Friday, probably, man. But we'll get those tickets uh, out to you guys as soon as possible for the big show with Attitude MMA. Uh, but since the last time we talked, Kenny Stubberfield, Memphis Grizzlies games are fun again. Yes, man. they are. Um, hey, it was. It, there were people who were saying, you know, Grizzly fans, you know. Come on over and watch these good old fun Tiger games. Number number ten team in the country. Right. Ah, it ain't fun to watch the Tiger games. It ain't no fun. It ain't anymore, fun at man. all no more, man. It's kind of kind of work to watch Tiger games, man. Uh, you're looking at a team that is not having fun out there on the court at FedEx Forum uh, with the Tigers. Or it went on the road and lost a game to UAB, a uh, game where the Tigers looked. They didn't look like at any point they had control of the game. Well, either. it looked like they gave up, too, yeah, in the second half. Yeah, in yeah. that second half, UAB pretty much um, uh, rolled away uh, with that game. Um, we'll talk about that, of course, later on in the game. But I do want – in the show, but I do want to talk about how Grizzly games are fun again, man. It's it's, it's no pressure, Kenny. They're, 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 yeah. they're going to fall somewhere between 6 and 10, uh, more than likely this year. You've got a very good roster that you know you're going to have next year. You're going to get some version of Steven Adams back. You're going to get some version of Brandon Clark back, possibly this year. Um, you're playing with house money, man. And yep. you've got two for sure rotation players you've identified <laughs> out of nowhere. Diamonds a, in the rough. It's a win all the way around. Yeah, you yeah. got Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson who've been really good players, especially Vince. And you can just see the sky's the limit for a guy like Gigi. You're 6'9", yeah. versatile 6'9", 220. Yeah, he can put the ball on the ground. And he's he still a it. baby. He's still a kid. You know, he's got he's showing defensive God. abilities as well, shot blocking. Yeah. Um, yeah, sky's the limit for a guy like that. It is just fun, man. You get a guy like Matthew Hurt, who's got who's got like uh, you know, he's got the he's got Mike Miller comps as being 
He's big, but you know, you know, Timu Mike Miller version. <laughs> and then you get then you draft another Timu Mike Miller, Mike Miller and, and and Jake Laravia, who everyone seems to hate. Then Matthew Hurt comes out with the Larry Bird jump shot, splashing them Jones. I'm like, all right, bro, like it. I, I did just go. I did this last week with Scottie Pippen. I was like, all right, bro, I'm not. I'm getting excited about Scottie Pippen Jr. and I'm I definitely a, not getting excited about Matthew Hurt. I have a question for you, mm -hmm. and it, I don't know if this is around the league in terms of other teams that have this, but it feels like the Memphis Grizzlies when they call up somebody from the hustle, that those players tend to have. Pretty awesome runs when they're with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's their, what is that? Like, why is that? Like, everybody they call up has good runs. Their system, man, is is pretty lock and step because they. I've I've been to Grizzlies practices, like media availabilities, and the hustle players are out there, like they're they're all in the same building, like they're leaving the court. Not, not practicing together, but they're like, you know, they're in the – I think they build camaraderie. Right. I think they kind of feel like almost they're all part of the same team yeah. almost to an okay. extent. And I know they're they running, run the same they're shit. running pretty much the same stuff. Yeah. And I think that they – I think the Grizzlies and, and the Hustle really do things the way that, yeah. that the G League is, is supposed to run, uh, where it's beneficial for the home team. They're really running like a, farm, a true farm system. Yeah. Where they're not operating uh, on a totally different agenda to uh, to the home team. Like I said, it's just been fun, man. You you added two more dudes today. Added Trey Jemison. Got me out of my seat. Excited Let's to see go. my guy Trey Jemison on the Grizzlies. Uh, big country boy from Alabama, man. Dude, he uh, is he is a stud. Yeah, he looks like a grown ass man. He's a rookie. This is a guy. This is this is his rookie season. That's wild. Um, played for uh, UAB. Want to say he was at uh, Clemson, Auburn, somewhere. Uh, was it Clemson? I think it was Clemson, wasn't one it? One of the one of the bigger one of the bigger Alabama Clemson's Alabama school. Right? No, nah, South Carolina. Let me see. What I'm talking about there. It uh, ain't Clemson then. It was it was an Alabama school he played for. Maybe it was Auburn then. I think it was Auburn. Um, might have been Clemson. I might just be mistaken. I think it might. He's I think from it, Birmingham. He played for Clemson. Yeah, Clemson. Yeah, I don't know why I thought they played were Alabama for Clemson school. for two seasons, then transferred to UAB. Yeah. So uh, big country boy uh, Trey Jemison uh, has inked a ten, ten day contract with the Memphis Grizzlies, as well as a uh, a black dude from England, uh, <laughs> twenty one <laughs> Savage. I, I don't know, but. Also call him Skinny Lofton because he's right. he he looks he's got a lot of the, the Kenny Lofton like thing going the for attributes him. yeah he's six seven he can rebound he can he can dribble not really, I mean he can't shoot though Kenny can shoot the ball a little bit but he looks like Skinny Kenny Lofton man so I'm calling him Skinny Lofton uh, right now don't even play with me about what that dude's name is I asked Paris if he knows the dude's name but his name is like just a a, a a letter salad of just like some <laughs> it looks like somebody fell asleep at the keyboard and just Push some buttons and it came through for his name. <laughs> so uh, we got that dude, um, him as well as Trey Jemison. So we'll see what those guys look like going forward for the Memphis Grizzlies. Like I said, games are fun, man, just to see them go out there and compete. And you're getting, you know, looks at guys that you typically would not get a look at that you can evaluate to see what you're going to do with these guys for the future if you can uh, get something going with them, man. You're playing with house money. Let me try Let me try the name. Tosan F. Baumwan. Hey. F. Baumwan. <laughs> If Bomwan? Whatever you say, bro. Tosan if Bomwan. Well, hey, if you say that's right, it's right with me, because I'll never say his name. All right. 21 Savage. There you go. Skinny Lofton Jr. That's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got for you for sure, man. But we got more coming up, man. Uh Perry Sharkey's coming up now for uh the sit down with Sane. Plus the guys from Attitude MMA are gonna come on later on the show as well. Gonna be a great show for you guys. About to take a break. When we come back, my boy Perry Sharkey's gonna be on the building. Here on the Anthony Sane Show. See you guys in a minute.
this is one of the stranger stories that have happened during Penny Hardaway's time at Memphis, which has been marred by some pretty crazy things going <laughs> on. But this this might be at the top of the list. Let me first say I am glad to hear uh, that he's gotten over his sickness. Mm -hmm. uh, Whatever it was made him lose some daggum weight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he looks a little, yeah, he looks a little more in shape, brother. I can't I lie. Mean, let me get that, bro. This went from you know reports of the team not being so open to the idea to in a week hey he's on the team i want to know who voted no and who voted yes and how many are on each side from my experience it just sort of feels like you had a lot of no votes maybe a couple of yeses but the coaches still made the decision for the for the team ultimately. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Outside of just Memphis Conference alignment, there's been some rumblings all over the Twitterverse. TJ, you heard anything about a merger with the Big 12 ACC leftovers and uh, yeah, the I mean, Pac-2? We've heard it, but like it just seems weird to think about right the pack is trying to get and retain their their aq status i mean they're gonna have to add some teams i don't know what the number is. i can't remember the number so, if it's six or eight on how well many teams i don't know that they're having to add i think what he's alluding to is a merger of the big 12 florida state breaks away and whatever three or four teams go let's say this merger they end up with 30 teams you're looking at three 10 team something like that mini divisions or whatever sure whatever they're going to call it i don't know i definitely think that there's going to be some changing tune in to tigers untapped with tj willis and trey lasley every wednesday at 3 p.m on the bluff city media youtube channel All right, y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. To sit down with Sane each and every Wednesday with my man, Paris Sharkey. Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for Bluff City Media in the building. Paris, what's going on, my brother? I ain't nothing much. Man, it's good to see you, man. Good to have you here. Uh, got a lot going on. I was talking to Kenny in the first segment, man. Like, uh, I've never had this much fun in a shitty season. Right. I saw I'm happy with the Grizzlies, man. I was telling somebody that at work today, where I was like, it's fun watching them. It's like now going yeah. to the games are fun. It's like, no I'm pressure. Enjoying like, it. yeah. you go to the games and it's like, okay, what's Gigi going to do? What is Vince right. going to do? Last night we had Matthew Hurt ass out there knocking down shots. Hey, shout, no lie. Shout out to Matthew Hurt. Like, when I covered the hustle last year, mm -hmm. like, he was a dominate. And what's crazy was he split time with Kenny Lofton. So when Kenny Lofton was up with the Grizzlies, He'll be killing. Then yeah. Kenny Lofton come down. He had to take a step back because Kenny right. Lofton is his yeah. team. So yeah, I'm glad to actually see him like just get his get his shot for these yeah. two days. Matthew Hurd is looking like uh, the modern day version of I can't think of the guy's name. What was his name? He was a, a point guard that could shoot the ball real good. White kid. Uh, he played for the hustle forever. He was almost like oh this. Dusty Hannah. Yeah, Dusty, ah, uh, Dusty Hannah. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it, about to be this year's Dusty Hannah. <laughs> but imagine, bro, like you're getting ready for a hustle game. And then you get the call from Zach Kleiman, hey, we shout. <laughs> we, 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 suit up, kid. <laughs> Go give some NBA well, money for about 10 days. Well, like, the crazy is I think they practice at the forum. That's so what I'm saying. There, so. It was like, hey, hey, you know, put this Grizzly jersey on. You know what I mean? And they sold them up right quick. You know right. what I'm saying? Got, got the uh, Matthew Hurt jersey for sure. Uh, tough loss the other night. 
A lot of talk about the uh, Taylor Jenkins call. Um, the yep, yep. Taking Jaron Jackson out of the game, about three and a half minutes left. Jaron had five fouls. You come back, the game's over by the time you bring Jaron back in. What were your thoughts on that whole thing? Uh, yeah. Initial reaction, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, we all looked at each other. You know, I'm sitting next to Parker. Even Parker questioning. Like, mm -hmm. you know, Parker, you know. What? Yeah, Parker questioning. The water carried, the Jenkins water told himself. <laughs> yeah, Parker, you know, sitting next to him. Yeah, he was shaking a little bit, but the, the, the jug was shaking. There was a lot of water carriers yeah, that water, was shaking water was, last night. That, hey, uh, uh, Chris Harrington. Uh, Went on, on yeah, I'm like, come, damn. Right. And shout out to Chris Harrington because I was going to ask that question. He asked, like, he got yeah. the mic first, like, cool, I was going to ask you, and like I said, me, Sharon, Terry, I was like, what the heck we doing? I mean, yeah. it was 3-4-3 three, three left in the game. I just remember that specifically. And I think I, I, think, I would have to ask his ass again if it was like, <laughs> Loki. But yeah, on Chris' question, oh. Because <laughs> we had thought, my first thought was like, okay, he laid on the ground for a minute. Is he hurt? I hope he ain't hurt because yeah. there was one time Scottie Pippen fell down. He's like, yeah, bro, we can't, we can't like, afford to lose somebody yeah. else. Bro. Come on now. Like, Let me ask you if you know, what, okay, because I was thinking about the rule, right? You had to have eight, right? Yeah. But if somebody gets hurt and they can't play, the game goes on. Yeah, you just go on. the game don't stop unless you got four dudes. Unless, unless you got less than. I think even you, then it go on. No, nah. in the NBA. No, nah. well, I don't know NBA. I know like how, well, you know it's like, a forfeit at that point. Right? I know. How I don't know, play. man. You tell me. I've seen Kyle Sexton play three on five before. You know, in <laughs> in, 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 college. in college. I don't college. know the NBA. Rules, but I know but NBA. I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> I know NBA two K. They stop the game like it freezes. For real. So well, I, ain't never, I ain't never had. Y'all gotta turn injuries down 2K. on two K then, man. <laughs> no, like, no, like no, man. Out. losing seventeen people uh, in a game. Man, how, many, how many people foul? <laughs> I don't know, fouling. man. I just wonder what would happen. Like if you, I don't know. That's a good point, though. Yeah, but uh, the Grizzlies lost their game. The Sacramento team uh, pulled it out at the end. Um, that Sacramento team is a really good good team too, for sure. So, uh, but man, he, uh, man. Sabonis had twenty rebounds a half. Don't remember. Man, no. 20, <laughs> 27 rebounds. Don't worry about it. But uh, the fun thing about this season is that so far we've got to see Gigi Jackson emerge. You've got to see Vince Williams emerge. And now you're getting these guys in on these 10-day contracts. It's like you're getting not free looks because you got to pay them, but you're getting free looks at these guys like the Trey Jimmins of the world, like 21 Savage. I don't know what it's, it's uh, 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 Skinny Lofton Jr. I don't know. Uh, I had his pronunciation <laughs> down peck before we got on this You're show. Lying. I forgot already. You lying? Now, I heard, shout out to Gabe Coon and Connor Dunning. They, had, they went they, and broke it down? They was trying to break it down on oh, okay. the air before we came over here. Skinny but. Lofton Jr. That's <laughs> uh, what I call him. What's his? Um, he's like from England or something like that? Oh, I didn't look. But his name is, isn't. British is no, it's Tosan. That's his first name. Tosan, yeah. I don't know the last name. I kind of like him, man. Have you looked at his highlights with him? Mm -mm, I ain't got a chance to. Yet. He's like six seven ish, but he actually looks six seven. He don't look. He looks like every bit of six so seven. Yeah, sure. Like he might height. be. Yeah, he's about six seven. He can put the ball on the ground a little bit. He can. Uh, well, I'm sorry. He can dribble the ball a little bit. He can um, rebound. He can defend. Can't shoot for shit. Nah. But <laughs> there we go. It's kind of like a. Um, I don't really know who I compare him to. But that he sound, just that he, sound like energy a, guy kind of. That sound like Josh Giddy's draft profile. Nah, because he's not a, he's not a guard at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean Josh Giddy? Like Jay no, Duke? I'm just saying draft <laughs> profile was he couldn't shoot, but he was like a taller guard that can yeah. handle the ball. Type nah, of he, he's yeah. I don't think he's that level of guard. He kind of he kind of reminds me of dare I say like a DeAndre Williams type, but I think he's mm. more more of a true front court player than okay. than DeAndre is. Um, but yeah, man, I think he'll be he'll be fine, whatever. But you know what I'm excited about, man? They got. But boy, Trey Jamison, man, I told people just relax on him. The NBA is a is a, is a business, man. And some mm -hmm. kind of 
Because people say, why didn't the Grizzlies sign him on a two-way? Get the 10-day. They still didn't sign him on a two-way. Right. They signed him on a 10-day deal. Get you know what I mean? And um, so you get Trey Jamison, who's a 6'10", 6'11", just an old-school, beefy big man, uh, gets out, rebounds, defends, uh, rim runs, you know, putbacks at the goal, pick-and-roll type of guy, uh, a guy who kind of got some Steven Adams comps at mm -hmm. one time uh, when he was in college. A uh, big country boy from Alabama, uh, Southern Roots, of course, gets to play for the Grizzlies for, on a 10-day contract. I'm going to say this now. Trey Jemison will be on this team next year. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be on the roster, but he will be part of the Grizzlies organization yeah, next year. I think, he, I, think you're gonna, I think they're going to see enough from him that he's going to be on a two-way. If I was to make a prediction now, I think Scottie Pippen Jr. will be as well. Yeah. I think he'll be back next year on the two-way. Uh, G.G. Jackson won't. Uh, he's going to be on the main he's roster. roster. Yep. And I think I'm, – I'm, I'm not sure what you're going to do with Jacob yeah, Gillard yeah. because if you got – Scottie Pippen Jr., I don't know why you would need two true point guards on your uh, on on a uh two-way deal. Plus, I want to say this is the Yeah, this is this is the second year for him anyway. Like his he's on his second year of no, his two-way. This is his first year on two-way. No, he was on a two-way last year. He signed year. at the well, I mean, it was like the literally last game of the season. So how does that how does that work then? Is that first year don't count? Shit, man. I don't yeah, know. Because it was literally the last game of the season. Yeah, I know. It. Yeah. it won it the full year. So. I don't know. I don't know how none of that works for sure. So yeah, but that's well, my I prediction. Know, I know. Uh, well, I guess where they count. I know Vince Williams was on two way. I think they have to resign them every year, if I ain't mistaken. No, nah, but it's only a, you, you can only be on one for two years with the team. I think. I think after that you got to make a decision what you're gonna do mm. with the dude. But I to don't point. Yeah, because yeah. he only had one game on the two way. Yeah. So, so I wonder how that whole thing would work. So, but I like uh, Trey Jemison for sure. I think he's gonna be a good addition here. Didn't play a second hardly in Washington. I think he played maybe two yeah, minutes like two times minutes. total on his ten day with Washington. But like I said, it's a which good is, opportunity to see what you have in these guys. Which is crazy because uh, Washington suck. Yeah, why like, did y'all play? How you not? <laughs> yeah, they not good playing time. Yeah, like what you even sign them for? You know what I mean? What you? I mean, I, I ain't understand nothing. Got nine wins, right? We yeah, ain't trying to. Yeah, <laughs> we gonna be about to start tanking. Just rest some dudes. Just, just go sign Trey Jimson <laughs> just in case. Like I never understood why they signed him in the first place, especially why they didn't play him or whatever. Um, the trade deadline is coming up. And the whole 10-day thing does add an interesting wrinkle to that. Yeah. Uh, I think I've heard different times. I think I saw somewhere they believe the Grizzlies were granted this uh, Sunday. And some people were saying it happened about a week ago as far as them being granted, granted the about exception. About a week ago. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> on, a, on a Tuesday. But, yeah, there were people saying <laughs> that it was uh, it's different times when it happened. But it didn't happen this morning. That the Grizzlies have already had this in their back pocket. Which the I would have thought they would have already had the back pocket. Yeah. Everybody been out since – Early January, right? So, so that, anyway. they got this exception to be able to sign guys on ten day wa ten day waiver, uh, ten day contracts, whatever. So, with that being said, something interesting that Chris Harrington brought up was, okay, yeah, the Grizzlies have had this for a while, but they're just now using it because they really start running out of guys. Yeah. And another, another interesting thing he said was that <clears throat> with the trade deadline coming mm -hmm. up, if you start if you sign a guy today, that ten days goes past, past the trade yeah. deadline. So I'm like, all right. Because I think I remember Kyle Listow on Jeff Cockins' show, right? Mm. He had mentioned that, you know, if they make a trade and the players they make trades for can't play, they have the the 10-day guys. Yeah, you got guys who, who can fill in that, yeah. that, that, uh, that gap or whatever. So does that make you think that – because a couple weeks – last week we came here, I was like, I don't think the Grizz is going to do anything. Now I got a guy that I am looking at that I think we may be about to move. And, and looking at them signing Trey Jimson makes me feel the same way. Yep. It's Tillman. Yep. It's it, I, I think contract. I, it's an expiring contract. You're worried about the luxury tax stuff anyway. If you could just kind of eliminate that whole deal with him, it kind of gets you a little bit more breathing room. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him back next year. Then I talked about last week about the the ability and the value of having all your guys under contract and just working all that out next season. But how valuable is if you sign Tillman to an eight, ten, to eight or ten million dollar deal, whatever, right? How how valuable is he as a trade asset? Like, can you really move him? If you sign, if you extend Luke Kennard, you could trade Luke Kennard any day of the, any day of the, of the year next year. You know what I mean? Right. But would you be able to move Xavier Tillman is easy if you sign him to a deal. Right. So I, I, I could definitely see the Grizzlies, you know, trying to move him at the deadline and, um, and you know, seeing where that goes. Anthony, uh, I got a question for yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. Last week you talked about the uh, connecting the dots, mm-hmm. um, you know, seeing some of the – some of the things I'm a dot out connector, there. man. You're a dot connector. I told y'all Trey Jenison. I got a, had a feeling he was you coming. You said it. Yeah. You was like, you just, saying. Well, they yeah. call you Saint Stradamus. Saint Stradamus, man. Yes, sir. Had to go and show y'all something. But go ahead. Uh, you mentioned a potential trade with Luke Kennard. Some mm-hmm. of the things you're seeing. Are you kind of falling back on that a little bit? Yeah. I said that. Uh, I said that on here, right? Yeah. Last week. Yeah. I mean, I said that. I, I said that. I don't that think they're gonna do that. Back. Now on here, but not on here. You might have said it on oh, yeah. another show. Yeah, I've changed my whole mind on that whole thing. Like at, at one time, I thought that Luke Kennard would be no. On Thursday show, I did say it. I changed my mind in two days on it. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I don't think at the time I was like you could trade Luke Kennard right, and you could clear up a lot of salary, and you could get an expiring contract, and you could get a young player on a on a on a lower deal. But now I'm looking at like the value may just be in having all your dudes with you because you've got. You got until next offseason to do that. Like you, if you're trying to get below the luxury tax, as long as you get that done within that calendar year, mm-hmm. meaning within in that season, you don't have to go into the year under the under the luxury tax. As long as you get it done within that year, so I could see bringing Luke, signing Luke, having an asset in your hand in your back pocket, decide what you want to do with it. So yeah, I changed my whole thoughts on that. Like within a week, I thought it was two weeks ago, but I guess it was. Guess it was Tuesday, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, man. But um, trade deadline is coming up. Like I said, I don't think they're going to be able to move uh, the Zaire Williams, the the David Rodney's, the Jake Larabias. I think those guys all will be Grizzlies. I don't think they're really in the interest of trading <clears throat> draft assets or draft capital to move one of those guys either. So I think we will see those guys after the deadline. What what are your thoughts on? Um, this kind of drives me crazy. I ain't gonna lie. What are your thoughts on when you see guys like Gigi Jackson who you've seen what they can do when you're still pilling around with like Zaire Williams? He ain't like bro. I heard all these reasons why he shouldn't start yesterday. I'm like, bro, stop, man. Like none of that, none of that you're saying got, makes sense. I got like, eight players, bro. People are like, well, you got to have somebody off the bench. You got eight players. All right, bro. <laughs> you only got three coming out the bench. Um, <laughs> what's my guy? Uh, um, shit, man. That Jake Laravia. Um, Santi Aldama's been coming off the bench the entire bought, season. What are you talking about? Yeah, what do like, you mean you got to have something <laughs> off the bench? Like when you like <laughs> when you see the political stuff happening, man. Like, do you think that's going to end at the trade deadline? Even if, okay, let's say these guys because it seems like because the common thought is they're playing Zaire to trade them, they're playing Ryder to trade them. You know, mm-hmm. they just trying to you know showcase those, guys, highlight those guys, whatever. If they in the event they don't trade those guys, do you think that's going to change? Do you think that uh, the pecking order is going to change? With Taylor Jenkins in the front office, I have no idea. <laughs> I got a feeling uh, like I feel like I'm getting set up with this. The only reason I have no idea is because I think it all depends on how quickly they get Gigi on the full after active roster. Mm-hmm. I think once he on once they wherever they sort out get the extra roster spot, he actually gets on the after roster. <laughs> then I feel like I mean, ain't nothing stopping him from playing more now. But I just like, kind of feel like he'll be on the active roster. You will probably the front office probably make the call like, now nah, we invest in yeah. him. 
make sure he playing. Yeah, man, it. it's it's really kind of getting on my nerves, bro. Because I'm like, all right, bro, I'm I'm, I'm tired of uh, Zaire Williams. He had like one good game a few days ago, and then yeah, I'm like, I told my wife, she like she <laughs> she be getting out in my head. I was like, <laughs> I had one game like every 15 games or so. Yeah, man, it's like <laughs> I'm not falling for that, man. Like like I'm I'm out on Zaire, but I'll say this though. If you ask, if you said okay, um, two of those three guys are gonna be gone. If Jake LaRavia is gone, David Wright is gone, Zaire is gone, but we gotta keep one. Who would I keep? Like, It'd like, be Zaire to me. Not for real. Like I think, I think David Wright is kind of terrible. David Wright is me. <laughs> like I mean, he's he has to like work really hard to be okay. Well, you know I, I mean? think the reason I look at it, I look at like these guys are not gonna be part of the rotation. So right. which guys when somebody get hurt do I trust more just to kind of stay yeah, in for to be a stabilizer? Too. It's got to be trust, David Roddy. Yeah, I trust David Roddy David out Roddy, of those yeah. three. 100%. I just think that like Zaire might have some flashes of yeah. non sourness in him. Zaire has the most potential. You're right, three. exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> he does. So uh, then they, like David Roddy is six three six four. Yeah, and he's a like problem. a power four. <laughs> what, <laughs> what what are your thoughts on David Roddy, the point guard that we were seeing? <laughs> I mean, every, we just see everybody play point guard. This <laughs> might as well, oh, might as well let Tillman run some points. It's man. so like, wild, <laughs> man. It's so wild. Uh, <laughs> as far as uh, Coach Taylor Jenkins is concerned, we started off being critical of what obviously was a questionable play. Some people were saying it's tanking. I'm like, yeah, y'all talking about it's tanking. I've seen them do that in the effing yeah, playoffs. Bro. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear that. I've seen that same thing. I've seen them do the same thing in the playoffs. But there's been a lot of uh, compliment, complimentary you know, things that have been said about him. Um, what what is Taylor Jenkins, man? Is he the coach that has been the leader of this team, who's been over overachieving these last few weeks with everybody out, or is he more like the coach who had us frustrated during the twenty five games before John Morant came? It's a little bit of both, because I mean he's helped. I mean, it's no question that he's helped stabilize the team. Because mm -hmm. think about this, see, that's a lot to go through all these different players. Yeah. So that's yeah. for any coach. So it's kind of. He still deserves criticism, right? But mm. you also got to be like, all right, he's still getting a Delta a terrible hand this year. And he's trying – He find, I mean, you know, in the past, he used to just stick with what he knew. He yeah. just stick with – he never, like, changed lineups and all this stuff. Mm. He's changing their lineup every game. They have – but well, they play 15 games in January, 13 different starting lineups in 15 mm. games. That's wild. Like, and that's just him like, man, somebody out here for the game. Like, no, yeah, it's it's – it's it's just tough. Man. He's he's been dealt a very tough fan. So yeah. I can kind of get with him on that things, but it's still kind of yeah. the problem is the things taking Jaron yeah. out with five fouls. He did in the Minnesota game. He got you know, he survived the third quarter without Jaron. He get the early fourth quarter, get the field foul. Take him like no, nah, you can't take him out at that point because you way. can't survive no more. Yeah. No more. You survived the third quarter without him. You can't survive yeah. the rest of this game without him. So. What do you, what do you think um about Jaron's game? Like as far as cause he's I think this is kind of good for him, yeah. for him to be playmaker. When Jaron got drafted, right? Yeah. Before Job was even even thought of, we were looking at Jaron as being the player of the future, our yep. you know versatile power forward that could be the star of the team, that type of dude. Because that's kind of where we were at the time. You know, what I mean, you had Mike and Mark headed out of the door. Jaron Jackson Jr. was your draft pick, and we're seeing him now with this cast of characters. And he doesn't. It looks like it's too much for him. But it doesn't look overwhelming to him. Like, he's not drowning out there. You know what nah. I mean? You're seeing Jaren, because that move he had yesterday, we went behind the back and got to the basket. I was like, good yep. God, Jaren. That's the type, type of time you're on. Like, some stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and He aggressive. Yeah. Like, you're in, I've never seen him, like, just disaggressive, like, yeah. get the ball and just taking it to the goal. And like, it doesn't look abnormal. This is kind of like what we've, we've grown to. Got, mm -hmm. We've gotten used to seeing him have that type of game. Yep. So, what, do you, what are your overall thoughts on just what you've seen him, how you've seen him progress 
so far. Man, he been, he's progressed uh, very nicely. I know last uh, last night we talked to him. He was just t- he was talking. We was asking about the playmaking. Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, I forgot which game it was. They had lost, and he was just so disappointed. He was like, "Man, I need I need to make sure I start helping my teammates more." Like mm-hmm. when them double and triple teams come, I need to make sure I make the extra pass. And he was mentioning how you know he. Throughout his career, he averaged like one assist. <laughs> he was like, man, now when I get assists, I'd be excited now. You know, yeah. he had like four, three, four, five assists these last couple of games. Yeah. So it's like just seeing him just get the ball, like give him the ball, make him be the playmaker yeah. at the top of the key. And, you know, we saw some of that like in the bubble. Cause I remember in the bubble before he got hurt, he was just being very aggressive driving to the goal and stuff. And it's like that's the jam that's back now. I don't know if the injuries kind of steered him away from it and all different types of things, but – He's yeah. definitely now you see him taking advantage of mismatches. Now you see coach actually enforcing get him the ball when he is a mismatch. You see his teammates actually looking for him to, yeah. when he has the mismatch. So it's a lot of different things that you're seeing that now you got no choice but to put the game yeah. around Jaren, make him the number one option. And you're seeing him pretty much driving that. Because it's hard because you're seeing teams strategize to take Jaren out of the game. Mm-hmm. And he's still kind of battling through it when he can't get to the basket, can't finish like he wants. He's getting fouled, getting to the free throw line. His yep. game, we're literally watching his offensive game. Mature. And, and I'm watching the game of the night against uh, Sacramento, I believe. No, who was the other game? Indiana. Indiana, yeah. And, you know, I'm watching on the bootleg stream, and it's the Pacers commentators, right? And they're like, man, this, this Jaron Jackson Jr. kid, you, you, he's breaking down, like, how they're defending. Like, they got the wall set up like you're playing Giannis, yeah. and that's how you got to guard. Up. I'm like, yep. what the hell that's am exactly I listening to? <laughs> that's how it's been. Yeah, <laughs> like teams are, are guarding him, like, using the Giannis package to yep. defend him, you know what I mean? So – I think that's an honor for sure that the teams are guarding him that way. That that he's been, he's the type of guy that he's he's feeling that because in our offense, we had everybody spread out, mm-hmm. and Ja was the guy who's taking guys off the dribble. Yep. And Jaron stepped into that role as being the guy who was getting to the basket, mm-hmm. and he's doing. I mean, he's doing a pretty good job. He's he's missing a lot of shots at the basket because uh, he's still he's still learning how to finish and how to be that guy. Yeah. But I think it's also going to be good for him. Another thing that uh, – we'll wrap it up here, man. Another thing that um, it's interesting to think about, it's kind of frustrating when, you know, you hear people talking about the tanking stuff, right? I'm like, there's no way you guys are actually looking at the standings. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the lowest that the – if the Grizzlies were out there, it's just straight bullshit for the rest of the season. I think the lowest you can get is six. It's – Man, it is tough for it's, them for for them to tank now because it's yeah, like because they're not our record is not as bad as people think. I'm it looking is, at teams that's like we got more wins than like Toronto and I think Chris Harrington was talking yeah. about there earlier. It's like, bro, we one game behind Golden State. Yeah, in the win column, <laughs> like, like we're, we're closer to the top of the West than we are to the bottom. of uh, If the, we was the in bottom. the East, we would be in the play-in right now. Exactly, man. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, you can tank, but I think I'm gonna tell you what. I, there's no way. I don't right now. If you're going from the bottom, like when I say six to ten, I mean. Six to ten from the bottom. Yeah. Right now we're in, I think, seventh or eighth or something like that. I think we will yep. fall somewhere between that six to tenth pick yep. range. Mm-hmm. Now that moves up in the lottery, cool. But I don't think you're gonna. I don't. You're not getting into the top five, like Mm-mm. unless you get a, a lottery ball. And think about it, when we got Job Morant that year, we we was we eight. were ten. We was eight. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying, man. Just just play play the game the right way, man. And just see what happens. I don't think you're gonna fall anywhere between six to ten anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't think of the name. I think one dude's name is. Filipowski that plays with Duke and I ain't even seen Duke this some year. dude and, and some what's his name, Kenny? It's Filipowski, right? Kyle Filipowski. Kyle Filipowski, he plays the center for Duke. Your boy your boy Parker loves him. And you got yeah. the center for UConn, right? Yeah. Uh Dominic Dominic Klingon. Welcome to it? welcome to the Memphis Grizzlies, man. That's that's gonna yeah. be your, that's probably one of them two dudes is gonna be the next Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. And it's no I'm not trying to tank for neither one of them. I mean, just go play basketball, man. Right. You know, for sure. But uh exciting times. 
It's fun to watch the Grizzlies again, yep. man, for sure. Uh, got my man Perry Sharkey here each and every Wednesday. He's a beat writer for uh, the Bluff City Media, covering your Memphis Grizzlies. You can see him here each and every Wednesday on the Anthony Sane Show. About to take a break. When we come back, man, it's the three-pointer here on Anthony Sane Show. Does the Sean Strickland Drake is too plessy thing move the needle at all? <laughs> Not at all. Not even close. No one likes either of those guys. They don't fight particularly fun. It was just kind of boring, just, and like the it, it, it just feels like it's. It's just a placeholder. Let me tell you how much of a needle mover Drake is to Plessy is not. He made Sean Strickland the the baby face in this fight. And Sean Strickland is a jackass. <laughs> there are like five minute compilations of him saying like racist remarks and like yeah. sexist, he's, he's transphobic remarks. He even said it in like the freaking like yeah. the, before the fight, he's making transphobic remarks. It's like, dude, why do you have, can you just act normal for a half and, second? And Drake is Duplessis made the fans in Canada say, you know what? We like, <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> like this guy. Exactly. <laughs> but we're all just waiting for the rightful champion to come back, man. That's all yep. we're waiting on. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. We are currently going the wrong direction. The good news is Penny continues to say that we haven't even scratched the surface of how good we could be. Which Let's I'm start like, scratching that surface, please. All right, so what do we need to do to fix the Tigers? Playing defense seems like it's a pretty good place to start, honestly, right? I mean, guarding the three line, maybe not switching, not, I guess, always switch, but it's the, the, the overhelping on defense. I think that's been the biggest issue, and we've talked about it for four episodes now and nothing has changed i think outside defensively i mean the main thing is what we talked about in the first segment like you got to find a guy or two maybe it's jq and malco but you got to find two a vocal leader or two that steps up to replace what caleb mills was bringing like mm. you got to have somebody internally at the team level that's doing that kind of stuff it can't just be on the staff tune in to tigers untapped with tj willis and trey lasley every wednesday at 3 p.m on the bluff city media youtube channel all right y'all welcome back to the answer the same show y'all number boy paris shark jumps on with me for the three-pointer where we talk about three things going on in the world of sports number one of NBA All-Star Weekend is, is starting to come together. The highlight of information that they put out so far today is a the first ever guy versus girl, man versus woman, NBA versus WNBA three-point challenge, challenge between Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu. She she lit that junk up in the uh, WNBA All-Star game. All uh, game, All-Star Weekend. She's going against Steph, the greatest shooter of all time. But this shit gonna be fire. Is she gonna shoot from the? Where's she gonna shoot from? You know they do it. He gonna be on his side of the court. She gonna be on his side, right? On her side. I believe so. The regular three point. Yeah, and they're gonna make a line. They're gonna add a line for her. Okay. In the three point shootout. I don't know. They might do it on the same side because they're gonna do it at the same time, right? They're gonna go one at a time. I'm sure. I suspect they go one at a time. Yeah. So there'll be two lines. She'll be shooting from the uh, WNBA line with the WNBA ball. 
he'll have the NBA line with the NBA ball, so they'll figure all that out. That shit gonna be dope, man. Two of the greatest shooters probably of all time, you know, playing at the same time. So I think it's dope. Yeah. It's, it's probably something that's well overdue. Um, I, I'm as far as the NBA and the WNBA goes, I've never been a fan of them having if them making the WNBA offseason basketball. For the people who want who think that the WA should be WNBA should be taken serious, don't treat it like the XFL. Don't treat mm -hmm. it like the showboats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't make it like it's a summer league. Make it the same time as the NBA so they can partner off each other. Do double headers where, you know, if if you have a game if, a WNBA game, a big game, have it come before a regular NBA game and package those games together. Let them help each other out. Have a co-all-star weekend together. Those yep. type of things. Like, I, I just, I think we should see more of this type of stuff to put highlights on the things that are going on in the WBA, WNBA. It's going to be exciting stuff. They also listed the, um, the teams for uh, the Rising Stars game. I hate how they do it now. All this oh, stuff dude. is stupid. World versus Bruh. U.S. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I liked it back when, when Penny Hardaway was in it, when it was rookies versus yeah, rookies. Yeah. No, it was oh, rookies it was versus rookies. Rookies then. Oh, yeah, right. it was – It was. It was. if you had a rookie on your roster, he was in the game, though. It was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was like 20 dudes that was in it. But, uh, but I liked it. I liked it. That was cool, of course. Then it did rookies versus sophomores. That was cool. I hated the rookies versus the USA versus the world, all that. Even though that's the one that Ja Morant, the fact that Ja, Jaron, and Brandon Clark were not on the same team, all that was goofy <laughs> to me. Um, team Canada. All it was, it was no, it was the USA versus the world. I know, but I was saying yeah. for Canada. He was it was, the it world. was first and second year players from America versus first and second year players, players from the, around the, the world. From, and then the you just have all these random like foreign players that ain't even in the league no more. Like man, get out of here with this crap. <laughs> there was some stretch big that the Pelicans had. And he was on it. And I was like, man, get this crap out of here, man. So um, now they're doing it where it's like they're taking first-year players, second-year players, and G League players, mixing them all together and playing against each other. I'm like, man. And it's no, it's like four teams of – I think they did that last year. That, form, that format I'm kind of all right with. The whole uh, – I won't say did they the did last couple last year. Years, couple I years. remember Desmond, Desmond Bain, Bain was in played it. with like on his uh, second, Tyrese Maxey yeah. team or something. Yeah, like that, and yeah. I, don't, I don't like all that, man. Like it's – I like to break it into four teams thing, kind of, the little tournament style. That's kind of all right. But to put it – the more I talk about it, I do kind of like this shit because yeah, it, like, it's got I the like G it. League the United dudes get to play, right? Yeah, because I think Kenny Lofton was in it right. last year. Yeah. yeah, but, man, get out of my face with uh with Matt McClung, though, bro. I think, I think I'm done. I've had my feel with Matt McClung. Who, <laughs> he didn't he win the slam dunk last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah get out of my face. Now they got him playing the Rising Stars. Like, Matt McClung is like 30 years old, bro. Like, uh, ain't, we tired of, ain't we all tired of Is he of even on a roster? He was no. No. He's not even on a roster. Mm -hmm. Why is he playing in this game? Uh, I, he's, he plays for a G League team. I don't even think he's on a two-way deal, man. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. He was with the 76ers G yeah. team last year, the 87ers. Yeah, man. Get get out of my face, man. Get out of my face with with Matt McClung. But that is the uh, what we know so far about the uh, NBA All Star Weekend. With more to come. You think uh, Luke Kennard gets in in, in the three point contest? Has yeah, he ever yeah, been in? Is he healthy? <laughs> right. Maybe out there with a <laughs> with a soft cast. Maybe hurt a lot. <laughs> I love to see Luke in it. I don't, I don't think he's been in one though. Which is crazy look. that he's. He's led the league. He's, he's had to have been in he's one. He's had to. Can you check that out real quick? Um, if Luke Kennard has been in a three-point contest. Now, I know Desmond Bain was in it. He didn't do well, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, that's that's what we got as far as it's concerned. And uh, other news as far as uh, the NBA is concerned. Well, well, he, he was in 2022. 
Oh, okay. He must have done He played for Detroit then. Clippers. No, he Clippers. Clippers, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I hope uh, yeah, I'd like to see Luke in that joint again. He's he's shooting the hell out the ball for sure. So uh, hopefully he can get out there with a with a, with a He finished yeah, he finished, he finished second, second in that thing. For real? I lost to Trey Young. Yeah. He had the most points after the first two rounds. Yeah, they man. Let's get my boy in there, man. Representing the Grizzlies. Why he went in it last year? Hey, no, he just got traded. I don't know. Hey, no, was one playing him. Then he got traded here. He like, has been he has been hooping, a week man. before that. Yeah, Luke is uh, Luke's been playing some really good ball here yeah. lately, man, for sure. Um, Grizzly news. We talk about some Grizzly stuff. Number one thing I'll talk about as far as I'm concerned is the news that came out that the Memphis Grizzlies are working on something. They're playing on some type of. They're leaving, th- Anthony. Yeah, they're leaving. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta fix the Liberty Bowl so the Grizzlies will stay. You're right. <laughs> they're leaving. The, they're leaving Memphis. They're going to <laughs> Vancouver. They're going yeah, back to Vancouver. going to Nashville. Yeah. Oh no. But yeah, man. I ain't joke about that. Yeah, exactly. I got so tired of hearing that bullshit. That hurt my heart a little bit when you just said that. Yeah, man. I would, bro. I would. If the Grizzlies moved anywhere else, man, I would still be a Grizzly fan. I believe they go to Nashville, man. <laughs> Hell, that shit. <laughs> Damn that man! I would be a Minnesota fan of y'all. <laughs> be a Sacramento fan. Yeah, be me and my girl Rail. We'd be rock, repping the Pelicans. Right, Let's go. I'm say, New Orleans, that's closest team. Yeah, yeah. I'm Atlanta. not fooling no damn Nashville ass team. Become a Zion fan. Right, all over be a fat ass Zion fan. Right, go back, go back to my Bulls fan today. Exactly, man. I don't, who I'm trying to think seriously? Who would I root for? The Grizzlies like would never exist. Cause I, uh, I was a Bulls fan. I was a Magic fan. Bulls, Magic. I used to like Portland when Scottie Pippen was there. Uh, yeah, I like Portland too when Rasheed Wallace and Bonzo Wells. I like the yeah. I like Boston when when uh, the big three were there. Uh, Paul Pierce, KG, and Ray Allen. I don't know what I do, man. I don't know what I do, but the Grizzlies moved to Nashville. I would not be a Grizzly. Yeah, I ain't got to worry about that shit. I ain't got to worry about that shit because the Grizzlies are planning on doing some downtown development, and I doubt they plan on doing something like that for a city they're trying to get the hell up out of. So uh, I don't know what's going on with that. But I bet it's going to be dope, whatever they got going on. Um, we saw plans for whose arena? Was it the Clippers arena? The, 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 the blueprints yeah, came out? So. I'm going to tell you something I hope the Grizzlies really do, man. And that is do what Toronto done, what Toronto did, what the Clippers are doing with their arena, is build a outdoor yeah. fan park. Like fan uh-huh. zone kind of? Yeah. Yep. yep. With think, the big screen. I think Milwaukee got one, too. They're set up for, like they're set up for fans yeah. who, if it's a sellout at the game, the fans can go out there and watch the game there at the the campus, because um, come playoff time, well, not, watch this, parties. Out yeah, there. the fire ass watch party. Because shout out to the people who put the watch parties on, but like the Grizzlies, like they, it's it's just ain't the yeah. budget ain't there. Like not, I'm not knocking the people who put the shows on. Come on, boy, BLJ does a great job yeah. hosting everything he does. But I just wish they would put more into it, like you know, as far as mm-hmm. money wise. And I hope that there's something they build. Cause man, FedEx Forum probably gonna be cold as shit when they remodel them up. Yep. But I, but they're talking about doing that and other downtown building projects. So I'm I'm down for all of that, man. For all y'all people out there trying to count Robert Perry money, don't worry about Robert Perry money, man. He's showing y'all he about to do something with his money for sure. He trying to man for the point to the city that that the, that the team is in, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's gonna be pretty dope. Also in Grizzlies news, John Morant reportedly has a. Um, AAU team coming. I don't know if it's going to be one in Memphis. I would assume it will probably not be Maybe one. South Carolina. Because it's going to be – because of the AAU stuff, like there's already a Nike team here, right? Yeah, and, that's what yeah. I'm wondering about too. Yeah, like, I wonder how that's going to go down. Because you know – Maybe South Carolina. I don't know, man. If if it's in Memphis – well, <clears throat> I kind of – I think I know who might be kind of running the thing. Mm-hmm. And they're in Memphis. 
Mm. Okay. Um, which which causes me some concern, well, not concern, but just kind of wondering, like, there's only one EYBL team here in this city. Right. And that's Team Thad. Right. And so I'm wondering, And they're like, the Nike team, right? And they're, that's EYBL is the Nike circuit. You can only have mm, one mm, in a yeah. specific city. And so I'm wondering, like, you know, obviously with Jaws' relationship with Nike, man, does that change over? You know, right. I don't know. That's this crazy. big bank, well, I ain't going to say little bank, but it's going to be interesting to see how the whole, plays, how the whole thing plays out for sure. But, again, St. Shradamas, you talked about this a long mm. time ago when the Jaws started coming out. Like how yeah, dope yeah. it would be for him to have some kind of like youth thing, youth thing. Yep. youth kind of initiative where he was lacing them up all the, with the back, the backyard boys. Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I like, talk about the whole backyard boys thing. Yeah, yep. I I think that's pretty dope that he's yeah, doing that. Yeah, it's going down, man. This job one thing getting getting real out here, man. For real though. Um, so yeah, John Moran's got the AAU thing going down. Think it's gonna be dope. I hope it's gonna be in Memphis for sure. That could be pretty cool. Also, another uh, Grizzlies related news: free uh, deep. Uh, what's his? <laughs> D-Tap, baby. Free D-Tap out here, man. He's, he's free, man. Yeah, but boy, he uh, that man is free. But boy, the Michael Cole. Hey, the Michael Cole be writing some hood ass stories. Man. I love it. I love it. That dude is from Memphis, bro. Yeah, I love man. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mike be writing, the guy, be writing the shit that a Memphis mother want to hear, man. <laughs> yeah. Free D-Tap, man. D-tap, what was your first D-tap, game back? The <laughs> <laughs> Michael's that dude, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's some hood ass shit there, man. We got in here, my boy D Tap. You know what I'm talking about? We gotta get D Tap on the show, man. Let him speak, man. For real. Free D Tap. Free D Tap, man. For real though. Hey, the vibes are good. The energy is good. Why not, man? Well, what we holding my boy D Tap? What he done to y'all, man? You holding one year band for a reason. <laughs> that means it's over. Right? It's over now. Free D Tap, man. For real. D Tap a changed man, man. Yeah, shout out to my boy. We're a city, we're a city of second chances. Let's go. To Michael's that dude, man. I love yeah. it. I love that he wrote that story, man. Yeah, I, saw I, saw that shit. That, I saw that. I saw that. I was like, bro. I said, this man, they're wildin', bro. I said, I love it, though. This man got the in-depth, in-depth story. Do you have any quotes from DTAP? Do you have any quotes from the story, Ken? I don't, man. I haven't had a chance to, to get dive into it. I saw it as I was driving up. Oh, I man, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Don't get it mistaken, man, for sure. Next time we get to Michael on, we're going to have to ask him about that yeah. conversation, man, because that's funny. No, nah, I got to get D-Tap on the show, man. Let's D-Tap. D-tap. Clear your name, D-Tap. <laughs> D-Tap, hit me up if you want to come on, man, for sure. We'll have him on. Absolutely. Oh, bad Grizzlies will be mad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Free D-Tap. Free D-Tap out here, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Number three. Uh, but boy, Penn Hardaway down bad out here, man. I I've been in the message boards, man. I've been in the the, the, the discords. I've been in. You've been, I've been on you, Facebook. What? Y'all try to fire Penny, man. Y'all hey, let try me, to, you already do it. Let me, let, hey, Paris. Let me give you behind the scenes of, oh, okay. of the oh, last man, couple of days. Oh man, it gets so crazy. Of the last couple of days with Anthony oh, and the and the message boards. Oh man, he'll get in the message boards and then he'll call me and be like, <laughs> man, "This shit funny uh, as hell, bro." Like just laughing. Hey man, I'm tell you, I'm gonna tell you who y'all got messed up. Y'all got my boy Roman messed up, man. Y'all got my boy Roman Cleary. Leave Roman Cleary alone, man, hey, bro. Let that man, let that man live, man. Now I was I was in the Discord yesterday, bro. I'm, I'm texting Kenny, dying laughing, bro. It's probably about eleven o'clock at night. I'm dying laughing with Kenny on the phone, bro. I said, Kenny, these folks, they they just shot off on Hitman. <laughs> they got Hitman. They got Roman. They got Roman. Roman just catching strays, man. Dang. I'm like, damn. Dang. Let's <laughs> talk basketball shit, man. Y'all damn bad. Just turning y'all in the animals out here, man. <laughs> like poor Roman. Roman went from being just he's oh, a, everybody loves just Roman. He's a sophomore in Memphis, yeah, man. Leave that man kid. alone, bro. He's a kid. <laughs> Leave him alone. Oh, such a bitch ass up, bro. Like oh shit, oh shit. They tear Roman ass up. And I'm like shit. I gotta go look at it now. 
Oh man, my boy Roman catches straight. I, I, I said Kitty. If somebody else get Roman, I'll let you know, bro. They got the deal with same, bro. That's right, man. <laughs> Ain't nobody just feel a jump on my boy like I know, that. I know bro. Kenny had to use that timeout, uh, that timeout function. That timeout function was uh, yeah. hot and heavy last night. Man, man, I was in there crying laughing, bro. Hey, I'm talking about, <laughs> hey, it's down bad. It's down bad. All message boards, Facebook. Man. I mean, I mean, let me say this, man. It's got folks reconsidering, like, Life, bro. Like, like it is. I, bro, that I get so deep. tired of folks who say that. Like, you be like, man, oh, just uh, man, just kill me now. All day. I'm like, bro, this stuff is not that serious. Bro. Like people talk like, about the greatest season. Oh man, we're cursed, man. This, this season been fire to me, right, bro. It's not like, that like serious, to bro. to find two diamonds in the rough in Gigi Jackson, yeah, and Vince. I don't care about all this. I mean, whatever, bro. We wouldn't go into the championship no way this year. The season exactly. was the season messed up when Ja got hurt. Right you know what I mean? So whatever. <laughs> Steven Adams hurt. You, you know, you know, you only yeah. had a cap on how good your season could be. But anyway. Tiger stuff, man. Let me say this, bro. This is a criticism of Penny Hardaway that I, I will say. Penny is, I don't even think it's X and O stuff. At one time, it seems like strategically, Penny was still learning, right? I think we're beyond it. I think as far as game planning, strategy, executing, knowing when to call timeout, I don't get into the stuff about playing his kids too much. His Penny's rotations are fine. Like his rotations don't bother me at all. Penny's flaw at this point is that he's not the best manager of personalities and yeah. people, right? And I think that's his that's his thing. But to all you people out there saying, you know, is it time to look at firing Penny and Get out of let's man. look at this guy? This is the best case scenario for the University of Memphis is because I'm gonna tell you what. No matter what guy you're talking about hiring, I'm not going to throw any names out because I've heard some some goofball names. I've heard all this different stuff. Hurt y'all. What's, what's my guy at, uh, in Houston, man, uh, the coach? Kelvin Sampson. Man, Kelvin Sampson wouldn't come to Memphis if – That man's retiring man. in Houston, man. <laughs> like, why would he – Anyway, man's 80 years old, Houston bro. Houston right. top of the Big 12. Right, right. in the Big 12, nowhere. and he running the Big 12. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He's so why nowhere. is he coming here? <laughs> I, I hate to call our fan base delusional, but I've said it at this I point. Mean, like, we really think that we – we really think that we're like this all-time great franchise program, and you know everybody's going. That's why I trip when our fan base like this argument with like other fan bases. Yeah, and like shut up, I'm like, bro, y'all you sound stupid. You sound stupid. Don't stop me. All right, so this is what I'm trying to say: the best case for the University of Memphis is not to replace Penny Hardaway with another coach, because I guarantee you, whatever guy you're talking about, that guy's ceiling of what he can be. Is not as great as the ceiling of what Penny Hardaway can be. The best, the best case for if you're a Memphis Tiger basketball fan is for Penny to figure this shit out. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we need to hope happens. Need to hope hope that Penny figures this shit out because you're not gonna find a guy who's as big as a household name as Penny, who can move and shake like Penny, who can get kids to sign for his school. Because I guarantee you, no matter how this season ends, Penny Hardaway is gonna come back with another fire ass class because mm -hmm. that's what he knows how to do. That's because he's Penny Hardaway. And think right. about it. And this, you just need to hope that he figures it out. But go ahead. This is nowhere near as worse as stop no. asking me stupid effing questions. No. That was like the low point. That, that was, was the, the low point, point of his Penny get fired because if they continue <laughs> that trajectory, that could have happened. Yeah, they can walk back to some more stupid questions. <laughs> right. Now look at us now. Like, we ain't nowhere near I, that. I, I hate to say I told you so, but these are things that I, I definitely been talking about for the past month, Kenny. And it's things that I definitely saw early in the season when everybody was, you know, Celebrating how good this team was, I was like, "It's it's some stuff that looks strange to me." Yeah. You know what I mean? And I and the stuff that I thought then, 
is definitely showing itself now. The team definitely has chemistry issues. And like I said uh, earlier, Kenny, is, and Penny said the exact same thing. It's a bunch of guys who who would the dude or next to the dude, the school they came from. They've been they've transferred. To, this ain't this ain't their first stop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They transferred before, and those guys' mentality comes with this type of stuff. But Penny Penny has to figure that out, man. Like that's nobody's responsibility, but his to figure it out. But as a fan, you need to be you need to be pulling and praying that he figures it out, not wondering who's next. Because I'm telling you, they got whoever you're talking about is next. That guy cannot take this program where Penny Hardaway can take it. Uh, here, I mean, here, the perfect, the you know, the reasoning behind it, I mm-hmm. think that is solid, is he's had a team of all freshmen. Yep. He's had a team mixed freshmen and veteran. Mm-hmm. And now he's got teams full of veterans. Yeah. Yep. And in every one of those iterations of the Tiger roster, there's been chemistry issues. Yep. And Penny has pointed the finger at the players. And, yep. and and so my response so wrong to with is, y'all minds. at some point, he's got to take the you're going to have to take yep. some responsibility mm-hmm. and figure this out because yep. there's mm-hmm. only one common denominator it's in him. all of it. Yep. It's him. And it's him. So and, what's what's the next wave going to be, Kenny? We tried the five-star freshman. We tried the <laughs> the two really good dudes and a bunch of schmoes. We tried right, that. I say that one. They worked the best. See, like. <laughs> yeah, right? Two really KD good dudes, dudes and a bunch of schmoes. They worked the best. some who bodies. Right. I think, hey, the next iteration is this. 15 dudes playing on the team, all 15 are from the city of Memphis. Just a uh, bunch of dudes. Just a bunch of Memphis kids. Yeah, just a bunch of Memphis kids. Because uh, you heard Penny say yesterday, man, the only guy who gets it on the team right now is from Mal- is Malcolm because he's from Memphis. Um, the problem with that, Kenny, is them last, the ones that's not getting that rotation. It's going to be some problems. Man, gonna be, you, t- you think you're seeing some bitches now? <laughs> 15 Malcos out there. You, you, you got the whole uh, city. You're going to have you got the whole, families you're gonna have the whole Douglas High School alumni right. yeah, coming yeah, after your ass. And, and I'll say this too, man. This ain't to offend anybody's kid who might be watching, who might be listening or whatever. Um, Speak on this, Anthony. It real. seems like it seems like everybody that's they're calling good in Memphis. Yep. It's like an undersized guard. Like there aren't yep. like the talent pool in Memphis is not because in Memphis back in the day, man, not, you yeah. you could get like McDonald's All American level bigs are coming through here. Yeah. Like you get a lot of six eight, six eight, six nine. It's like all guards. Hey, and you got guys who are like yep. scoring forty points a game and like getting offers from you know, scratch head tech. Like, why just get a <laughs> like oh he's five nine and whatever. I mean, it's like it's it just uh, the the state of local basketball is kind of falling Mem- off. Memphians have forever overrated their players yeah. in high school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know that, what I'm saying? That too. Like, yeah. like I'll be I'll be I'll be frank with you. Like, I, and I love this family, but the Lawsons are a, a great example of this. Mm-hmm. Dietrich and KJ were dominant in high school here in Memphis. Dominant. Dietrich was uh, all American, great player, five star, and just that was it. Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's just not not the player that everybody thought he yeah. was. You know, I just so. I just don't know if I don't know what the winning formula for Penny would be. But I will say this, man. Like, it seems like Penny gets excited when he starts getting these teams together. And it's almost like he just gets one too many dudes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um he I don't think he's been a problem, but it, it seems like he's a fit issue. Ja- uh, Jaquan Walton, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did you really have to go get another score? Or could you just said, okay, Quinley and, and and Jones are my scores. Right. Let me go get a a uh what's the kid who left? Well, I say kept the guy who left, but I think he, no. he left before they got Drew. No, he okay. well, he decommitted before, but it was 
because he started going out after other dudes, right? Right. Like uh, Penny had basically nice pulled his situation yeah. from him. TFL Leonard. Yeah. Like the guy that the guy that was all world defensive player. Yeah, he's yeah. Perfect for this. And that's what they miss. And right that's now. what and what are and <laughs> what's the identity yeah. that Penny has always talked about as being yep. a defensive team. Yeah. And then you go get Jaquan, who's a pure scorer. Yep. Right. And now yeah. you've got a bunch of dudes who are scorers who are not the defenses. I mean, they yeah, gave up ninety seven points to UAB. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't really it ain't really doing what it's supposed to do. I think it's still salvageable. I think the season's gonna be fine. But man, uh the eighth nine seed is just calling our oh, names. Yeah, they it got is, the eight nine right now. I saw that. <laughs> I don't know if you're a fan <laughs> is of is that Rick James that Rick James thing just <laughs> that Rick James meme you keep putting up or that oh, yeah, coming. Just come Come on, come on, come on back to the eight, eight nine, nine seed. seed. Right. <laughs> come on, man. I, you just showed your ass. With the tenth rank in the nation, you, get, 10, you thought you gonna be the, like, the, the two or three argue, seed? Like, for, how, how Tennessee, North Carolina ahead of us? Hey, I didn't think Duke better than us. Oh, hey, bring y'all ass back down to eight nine. Hey, <laughs> listen, here's the crazy part. Gabe said this on, on the bluff this mm -hmm. week. He said uh, two weeks ago the Tigers were tenth in the nation. Today they're seventh in the AEC. Seventh, seventh. Yeah. Oh wow! Bring that ass back on down bring, to eight nine. <laughs> Hey, here's some optimism, man. As we go to the break, man, here's some optimism for the people who. <laughs> you want to have wild the deals. There are only three teams in ACC. Was this a power conference that's projected to make the tournament? <laughs> right. We're seven. seven in the AAC. <laughs> man, you know they're going to finish better than that, but still. God, no, man. they will. They'll get it they right. Will. Hey, but check it out, though, Ken. This is what you. This is, this, this is some optimism I'm going to give the Tiger basketball fans, man. And I'm going to tell y'all who y'all should be mad with. Mad at. I ain't going to tell y'all. I ain't going to tell y'all who cursed y'all season. But y'all, since y'all want to talk about Grizzlies being cursed, curses, I ain't gonna tell you. Go look on Twitter. Somebody was running their mouth and cursed y'all damn season. I ain't gonna tell y'all who it is. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that over the break. But um, if if you want some optimism, right? If, if this looks like another eight nine seed game, right? I'll still say this right now, sitting in this seat. The Tiger basketball team is one of the most talented teams in the country, right? Yep. This this is how luck and fate can play out for you, man. You get the eight nine game, you win the eight nine game, which means you take on who can? Number one seed. You get to take on number one seed, right? And potentially that team could be anybody. Yeah, you know, could, because there's not it a, could be Tennessee or Kentucky. There's not dominant teams. <laughs> it, it ain't no dominant teams, right? There ain't no dominant, no dominant teams. teams. But think about it, it could be Tennessee or Kentucky, right? In the second round, right? Versus well, Memphis, versus <laughs> Memphis, right? You get a, you get a game like that. We've seen this team take on Gonzaga. Come on, man. Yeah. We've seen this team. We saw stuff happen last year where if you'd have beat FAU, you had yes. you had an easy easy ride, bro. But I was, listen, let me finish. Let me finish. I'm sorry. Let's say you get whoever, right? It ain't no better. It ain't gonna be nobody way more talented. You do they got four great big men like we got? I doubt it. You know what I mean? Do they got Jake? Uh, do they have uh, David, Jones. Uh, David Jones? Do they got Quinley? Do they got these guys? You know whatever. Let's say you mess around and you beat that number one seed, right? Which is very capable. Guess what happens, Kenny? You're the number one seed now. You get the pay after they had. You assume that position. Yep. Look at that optimism, man. I love it. <laughs> Because it. it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I loved it. I'm Come on. Penny, bring your ass. Know, man. Bring they, your they ass. Make, they make us sneak to the seventh. <laughs> I, I know that 10-game win streak felt good, man. I know, I know that 10, number 10 ranking in the country felt good. But, Penny, bring your ass back on down to this 8-9. It's, it's destiny. I don't know if you're a Marvel Comics fan, Kenny, but uh, they talked about things that are on the timeline that are, um, what did they say? Shit, man. Some shit just got to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fate. 
You're gonna. You're. An, he said that a few weeks ago. He said that he's like, we're an eight nine team, man. We've always been an eight nine team. Embrace it, man. Embrace. It. No matter what you do, it's coming back. Come on, bring your ass back on down to this eight nine seat. Y'all, y'all get about penny, man. Y'all get about penny, man. He he gonna figure it out, man. But I tell you what, we are gonna take a break, y'all. When we come back, we got some very special guests, man. From a, from Attitude MMA, they got a show coming up on February the tenth. We got a lot of interviews coming up from those guys. We got two wrestlers and the guys who put the shows together. They come in, they're gonna come in, interview all those guys here on the Anthony the Same Show. See y'all for that in a minute. We'll see y'all in a minute, y'all. What I think this team's gonna look like and like how they get things right, I can't project that. I can't either. How do you make people like each other with your yeah. team chemistry issues? How do you find a leader that's not Caleb Mills that can step up and start saying things to this team that they'll actually re it'll resonate with? Right. Them? Like all the things that they need to fix are so sort <sighs> they're out of the control of anything you do on the floor. Right. It's about it's, liking it's, each other more. Not, and when does that happen? I don't know. Yeah. It's not really physical stuff, I yes. think, that this team's dealing with right now. It turns now. into physical it stuff. It does. It does. For sure. But I think it all starts mentally and chemistry wise and teamwork wise and that and that stuff's just not there. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at twelve PM on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Are y'all more concerned about the 21 season stuff that you heard or the the stuff that's going on right now that we're hearing? Probably 21, because I feel like those were just stronger personalities, if that makes sense. Like, mm. I mean, that was a real, like, this is, you got a bunch of guys that are kind of all the same age. You've been playing ball together, like, a long time. That was more of, like, a old head versus new kids on the block kind of thing like you got a money coming in is like on the cover of sports illustrated you think landers gives two shits about that thinks his kids coming in all entitled penny hands in the keys i'm gonna be really pissed off if this team doesn't get it right because oh I, yeah this team this team has everything it needs to make a deep run these are 25 year old grown men this isn't a 17 year old Amani bates who's got his daddy sitting up underneath the 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 goal He's screaming at penny hardaway from the baseline and they're going to let this bullshit get in the way? Bro, I'm going to be pissed if they don't get this right. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Got a special guest today, one of several special guests I got today, performing at Attitude MMA. Uh, Fights 29 coming up on February the 10th. It's going to be back at the uh, the Memphis Music Room. They took a hiatus, went somewhere else for a minute. They're going to be back at the Memphis Music Room. Saturday, February 10th, doors open at 6 p.m. It's going to be off the chain. Excuse me, doors open at 5 p.m. It's going to be off the chain. Be prepared for a full night of action at Attitude MMA. And one of the guys in, in the main event you're going to see is my guy, Ethan Birmingham is in the building. Ethan, what's going on, my brother? Not much, man. How are you? I'm good, man. You came in. I saw your your uh, your resume, so to speak. Uh, saw you on the 20 years old. Been beating folks' ass for a long damn time. I've heard, <laughs> man. Uh, uh, when exactly did you start into in the industry uh, MMA fight? 
Uh, I started training when I was 11, uh, 2015. I started fighting. Let's see, I started fighting youth MMA in either 2018 or 2019. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't fight amateur until I turned 16. And I went 5-0, 4-0 and 5-0 oh in youth MMA and became the 135-pound champion. Mm-hmm. Then I turned amateur as soon as I turned 16, went 8-0, oh, uh, was four-time featherweight champion, twice for SFC, twice for SEFC. And now I'm 2-0 as a pro, and next week I'll be making my third pro fight. So you've never lost a fight on any level? No, no sir. So what, what you, what's going to be like when you first take that first loss, man? Or are you going to take that first loss? I don't know. I hope I don't. Yeah, it's kinda, I mean, it's kind of – I ain't trying to wish a, a, yeah. a loss on you. I'm just wondering, like, that's that's kind of wild to think about because I've got a son that's 10 years old. I right? mean, yeah, it's always scary to think about because – but, I mean, that's the – that's what makes fighting so special mm-hmm. because – no matter how much better you are than a guy, all it takes is one punch. Yeah. All it takes is one punch to change a fight. Yeah. Because I got a kid that's 10, and I'm still, like, like wiping tears out of his eyes. Like, if he falls and bruises his knee or some shit, and you're talking about taking punches to the face at 11. So, I'm trying to – But the look here is they don't get hit in the face, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, youth MMA, no, it's mm-hmm. uh, no headshots. Right. So, what's been, like, your biggest um, – who are, who are guys that you kind of – look at it as a fan or inspired to like go on the same path they've been on that have already, you know, done their thing. Bryce. Bryce Mitchell was a big one that I looked up to mm-hmm. growing up. He was one of the ones that got me in MMA because, you know, he come from exactly where I come from, just mm-hmm. small town in Arkansas. So He's an Arkansas boy, man. Like, well, if he yeah. can do it, I can do it. You yeah. know? So I hopped into it. You know, growing up, my dad always watched UFC. I never thought anything of it. You know, I always went to my room, did my own thing. I got in trouble one day. He made me sit on the couch and watch watch an event with him one time. And that's what really got me into it. That's what really started making me want to do it. So what are your aspirations like in five years? Where do you see yourself? You're only 20 years old now. So at 25, where do you see yourself in this particular industry? Definitely in UFC by then, for sure. So when you see guys like Danny Barlow who've already made it, so you mm-hmm. think you could – you're not, he's not – I mean, you're not from Memphis or whatever, but you see a guy who I – means right up the street here in Memphis. So yeah, you, me and Danny train together. Yes, because you're in law school, right? Yeah. See when you when I heard you come in and say you were law school. Now I'm a I'm an MMA novice, right? Uh-huh. I just started watching since I got connected with Kenny Stubblefield, the producer, who's a big MMA fan. And then when I started connecting with you guys and bringing you guys on, I started going. And I noticed law school is like I'm I'm a bandwagon type dude. I'm a front runner, right? So y'all the shit. Yeah, y'all. y'all, y'all everybody y'all. at law school. Right. <laughs> right. Everybody. Right. So when I saw you, they say he was law school. I was like, oh yeah, he about to get on somebody's ass. You know what I mean? For real. Yeah. So what's what's that relationship like being part of that team? They're a, they're a Memphis team. You're from Wynn, Arkansas. How did that connection get started? And what do you feel like? How do you feel being a part of that team? Um, one of my coaches, uh, Willie, Willie McLaughlin, he sent me over <clears throat> about a year ago. It was last January, um, to go train over with Brian at law school. Mm-hmm. And when I went over there, you know, I've never experienced that kind of training. I've never had that many bodies. I've never seen that many fighters my size. Mm-hmm. And every time I went with somebody, it was competitive. So I just kept coming back, kept coming back. And then eventually, around September of last year, I went full-time, quit my job, and went full-time training, moved to Memphis. And now I'm, I'm just making a big run at it, you know. That's what's up, man. Final question for you. I see they call you the arm assassin. So yeah. I'm assuming you locking them up. Um, oh, excuse me, I almost cussed, Ken. I almost cussed for real, for real. But uh, <laughs> I assume that you uh, are, are, are putting some real damage to somebody's arm since they call you the arm assassin. So what's uh, that all about? That was, that was, I actually remember how that started. So growing up, I always did jujitsu tournaments, traveled all <clears> over the country <throat> like every weekend. And my original coach, Burge Franks, he's where I got 
most of my credentials from, like mm-hmm. jujitsu and my entire amateur career. I got all from Birch, and my first two pro fights, I was under Birch. Um, but yeah, so we, I got back from a tournament one day, and I was known because I would tap everybody with an arm bar mm-hmm. just over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And we went to, I think it was Jackson, Mississippi, one time, and we competed, and I competed 12 times, and 11 of them were by arm bar. And we were in the group chat, and we sent the message in the group chat, and Birch. Uh, replied, he said, the arm assassin strikes again. So I took yeah, it and man. run with it, you know. Yeah. So that stuck as my nickname. So what do you know about your opponent uh, for next Saturday's event? Any, any concerns, what his style is? What, how do you feel about the fight you got coming up? No, he's a, he's a new replacement because mm-hmm. um, my original <clears throat> opponent, Fanchoy, backed out. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't want to see the arm assassin, did he, bro? I, <laughs> no, <laughs> I know this guy. Like, I need this arm. Shit. All right, go ahead, bro. Yeah, he's a three-time state. State champion wrestler. Mm-hmm. I do know that much, but that's about all I know about him. So you, you know, uh, I think he's pretty new to the MMA. So you coming into it pretty, pretty blind about who you mm-hmm. facing. Okay. So when people see you next Saturday night, what should they expect when they when you get in the ring? Violence. Oh yeah, that's what I like to hear, man. I'm, I'm pro violence, Kenny. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. I definitely have a good time every time I come out. Make sure y'all check it out, man. February the tenth, Memphis Music Room doors open at five. Be prepared for a great night of action. Attitude MMA fights. Put on great shows. You get to see my guy, Ethan Birmingham, going to be in the ring. Don't bring, don't bring your good arm, man. You're going to be one arm shout when you get in the ring with my guy, man. About to take a break. When we, see, when we come back, we got some more interviews from Attitude MMA coming up soon here on the Edge the Sane Show. See y'all in a minute. Can't seem to make them stay All right, y'all, we're back on the Anthony Sane show with my man, Patera Wilson. Attitude MMA fights going down next Saturday. Doors open at 5 at the Memphis Music Room. We just had my guy, Ethan uh, Birmingham, came on a few minutes ago. My guy, homegrown, Patera Wilson, is in the building. Patera, what's going on with you, bro? What's good, bro? Appreciate you for having me on the show. Man, man. glad you could come out, man. Anytime you guys have a show, I, I slide in, in Scotty DM. I slide in Jamie DM. I say, man, sure. I got to get y'all on, man. I got to get my guys on for sure. You guys, uh, we built a nice relationship, so it's glad to see you guys on. Um, you also undefeated. Never lost a fight before. I asked uh, Mr. Birmingham. No, nah, uh, I will correct that. I will correct that. Okay. I, I do this just because, you know, I'm a man. I'm fact okay. check. I ain't going to. I'm going to talk my shit when I need to. <laughs> I lost my first ever unprofessional amateur fight by okay. split decision. Okay, but well we're going to call you undefeated. Bro. Oh, it's Come when, the, sure. when the money was on the table. Because you know. when there's money involved, it's, yeah. it's me. Yeah. I like my eyes on me every yeah. time. 
It's just like on the video game. Where we, you might beat me when it's free, boot. Like, when, <laughs> you heard me. You heard me. <laughs> I mentioned that you from Memphis, man, and I. It just, it's just different. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I've heard uh, Danny Barlow speak about how, like, you know, being from Memphis is just a different type of swag, different type of energy. What's it like representing your hometown when you get into the ring? I mean. In Memphis, ain't no one on one, so this the only time you're gonna see me in action one on one. Ugly too, because you seen my fights, you yeah. seen my opponents after the fight. You, mm -hmm. don't, you don't leave it without some blood on on your face and on my hands. Yeah. So like, we finish fights every time. Yeah, something I've always been intrigued about whenever I bring you guys on is the weight cutting thing. Right. Like it's it's all it does that every time. Like it, it totally turns the conversation that we talk about the weight cutting. What's that like for you? What is your weight cutting look like? Because I've heard some wild stuff come out of you guys' mouths, man. So my weight cut is non-existent. Okay, I do not, will not refuse to cut weight. It's not happening because, and I'm a this is where I'm gonna toot my own horn, but I can back it up and prove it. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody beating me. Like, <laughs> I, I show up what my weight is at my weight and like. We can get it in right there. Ain't no need for me to cut weight to pick on somebody smaller than me. I ain't got time for it. Yeah. Show up at your weight. I'm going to show up at mine, and we're going to see who's going to get it in. And it's me. So that's that Memphis shit, man. You ain't going to get <laughs> that from me. nobody else, man. That's, that's what you get from a Memphis dude when, he, when he's in the ring. Uh, what are your thoughts about, like, the current state of, like, the local scene? Like, uh, the competition level, the training, the different schools. I know you were law school. Right. Shout out to law school again. But uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get some gear, man. Can right, you give right. me Can you give me some gear, bro? I got you. You got what, something in the car? You want a jacket? You want a t-shirt? Right, whatever. Want I don't want to get my ass whooped just wearing, wearing <laughs> the shit and I ain't <laughs> I, law school, though. I got you. I got you a hoodie. I bet. I got That's you. That's what I'm you. you got on you right now, though? Is in the car? I got to check the car. I bet. All right. But what's, what, what's your thoughts on the local scene, though, all together? I'm going to keep it 100 with mm -hmm. you. If you ain't from law school, you're wasting your time. All right. Like, we, we putting boys in the UFC. Mm -hmm. You see Danny just got yeah. that call up. You know I'm knocking on the door next. Mm -hmm. The next best competition is, you know, fight for second. I don't really care. That's, <laughs> that's what I do. But that, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, you, you're, trying to do the, you're trying to be the best. We the best. You got to beat the man to beat the man. Right, for sure. How, how, how young were you when you got started? And kind of tell us how, how you got to where you are now, kind of your path. From the, from there to now. So when I got out of college, after the combine, after pro day, after like my little stint trying out for the NFL and all that, I came back. So home. you played college football? Yeah, yeah. yeah Who'd you play for? Uh, University of Tulsa. Okay, yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. Oh yeah, School you in, yeah you played college football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I didn't play, but like <laughs> I like, got you. Lit. We gonna get that's another story, another time. Oh, yeah, 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 like behind me, but uh, yeah. So I came back home. <sighs> And really didn't know, you know, that next step because mm. like, all like going up is football. This, you know, how we get my family out of here. And like, <clears> so now the real life instance of life after football because you know NFL not for long. So for mm -hmm. some it's quicker than others. Right. You gotta adjust. You knew the you knew the risk when you played the game. So mm -hmm. like here it is. So uh, first I stumble into a uh, just you know random UFC gym. I googled mm -hmm. it. Go out there UFC gym. Meet Coach Brian Hall for the first time. Tell mm -hmm. him like, hey, you know, trying to train. See what y'all talking about. You know, at first he hear that twenty four seven. You know, right. everybody walk in. Hey, I'm trying to do this and that. Like right. two days in, and they never Out heard of, of it. Yeah, never heard of yeah. it again. So like that that be the process. You mm -hmm. know, sticking with it, and uh, he show you love if he see you gonna keep the pattern up, keep consistently <clears throat> coming, and that's what happened. And then it led to him taking me into the team, giving me my first fight, amateur fight. You know, lost yeah. that, but ever since that we've been. Training, drilling, training, drilling, getting the technique, getting it done, and we ain't lost nothing since. That's what I'm talking about, man. I got uh, another question for you. For sure. We had guys who, I can't remember who it was that asked this question, 
but he had a boxing background. And right. I said, which one do you think is more dangerous, boxing or MMA? And he said boxing real fast, right? Yeah. So you play football. You play college. You play high-level college football. For sure. Um, which one is more dangerous, football or MMA? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, and I'm going to knock on wood and any NFL people listening out mm-hmm. there, you know, don't quote me on this. And if you mm-hmm. tell anyone else, I'm going to call you a lot of your face. Okay. For sure, NFL more dangerous because mm-hmm. there are times, you know, you take a nice solid hit, boom, you look concussed. Mm-hmm. They ask you, you good? I'm a lot through my teeth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm straight. Go back out there, yeah, yeah. concussion or something. Because, like, it's the game. Like, whereas MMA, like, the ref going to pull you off if he see it's going south. But right. then, like, other sports, physical contact sports, like, that's why it's a little bit more dangerous because there's not that that ref who takes the safety and they got better with it over the time, you mm-hmm. know, with the new protocols and everything. But for sure, I'd say that every time the lead more dangerous. Yeah. That's, that's a, uh, that's, that's a, an interesting that's, response. That's, a, that's yeah. a car wreck every time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I definitely see what you're saying though, for sure. Well, we got my boy, Patera Wilson here, Attitude MMA fight next Saturday, February the 10th, in the music, Memphis music room. I'm going to give you the mic. I'm going to give you the camera, man. You, tell us about your opponent. You got coming next Saturday in the, in the final words for him. Uh, it's a it's a guy like that's that's how I feel <laughs> like it don't matter who you is what they they said he John Jones training partner hey I heard something like that myself something man. like that yeah something. it don't matter like come, hey don't don't, bro, don't put me in it just it, go ahead. It, don't, it don't matter so like whoever you is you can be Zeus like show up yeah. God of War type shit like I feel you bro <laughs> be here I feel you well it's going down I'll tell you man when these Memphis dudes get up here it'd be a totally different type of energy man but make sure y'all get some of that energy. Next Saturday, February the 10th, at the Memphis Music Room. My boy, Patera Wilson, undefeated, Definitely undisputed. We ain't talking about no amateur shit, man. Leave that back in the past, man. We ain't <laughs> on that. But going forward, my boy is undefeated, man. Check him out next Saturday. I'm telling you, it's going down. We're about to take a break. We're going to have my boy, Scotty Swanger, Jamie Grant from Attitude MMA. We're going to wrap up this big show talking about Attitude MMA next Saturday. We'll see you guys in a minute here on the Anthony Sane Show. <laughs> Can't seem to make them stay All right, y'all, we're back on the Anthony Sane Show. Got my guy, Scotty Swanger, Jamie Grant from Attitude MMA. Y'all seen two fighters already. We got the big dogs behind behind the curtain, man. The guys who make it uh, happen, put the shows together. Uh, like I said, man, I've been to every show since we started this relationship with you guys. Hopefully I can make this one. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can't. But I'm going to try best I can to make this next one. But y'all make sure y'all be there, man. It's Saturday, Fe- February the 10th. Memphis Music Room. Doors open at 5. Like I said, it's going to be an action-packed night. At the Memphis Music Room, a great facility to watch MMA fights, man. I'll say that for sure. Guys, this is uh, Attitude Fights number 29, another action-packed card you guys have. We just had uh, my guy Ethan Birmingham, Patera Wilson. They've been on so far. 
What did y'all think? What do y'all think about the main event you guys have? What should people expect from those two big fights you have? You, ex you expect to see two guys go to work. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, um, Dwight Matters coming into town, mm -hmm. you know, Jackson Wink MMA. I mean, this guy's got a, a crew behind him. You know, he trains with absolute killers. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Patera Wilson, PT, coming out of, out of law school here in Memphis, he absolutely trains with killers. It's, it's going to be a war. You know, both yeah. guys are undefeated right now. Uh, Patera's, you know, looking to make his move to the next level, man. And, you know, he's, he's hoping to catch a win. You know, Scotty sets these things up and, and looks for guys that are, you know, that are going to be competitors, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, he does a pretty good job of matching these guys up. Scotty, I know that something you pride yourself on is trying to get guys to the next level. You know what I mean? You guys had uh, my guy Danny Barlow, who just got the UFC deal, on to do bigger and better things. What do you, when you're looking for talent, when you're like scouting guys or looking at film or going to watch guys fight, what are some of the things that people may not think about, like that you would be looking for in a guy that you that you that you, something you see in a guy that someone else may not see as far as a guy who has that potential to get out of here? I mean, a lot of the guys we're getting up are a lot of like two or three fight vets mm -hmm. that we're trying to like move on. Like we said last time, we don't want an eight-year reigning Memphis champion. We mm -hmm. want guys to get out. And uh, like we talked about Danny Barlow a while ago, mm -hmm. uh, we saw him. He made his amateur debut for us, and as he progressed, you see the change in him. Like. Some of these guys just have it. Like talking with Ethan, he's mm -hmm. he's, he's got that. Um, you've got to be able to kind of pick, pick and choose who fits what fight correctly. You don't want to get. I mean, it sounds bad, but you don't want to get two guys that are going to hold each other for five rounds. That's mm -hmm. not what you want. Right. You want guys that want to fight, and I tell all my coaches, yeah, guys that want to fight, I'm going to put them on. And like you said, with both Ethan and Patera, like a ton of, ton of confidence in those guys, two guys that are undefeated or whatever. Like how do you – like I like both like both of them were like, I don't plan on ever losing. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right, like, right. I mean, but what's that like uh, as promoters just uh, trying to find how – do you, how do you find guys that are able to trust the process pretty much? Well, it's hard. Like this is Ethan's third or fourth opponent on this card. Mm -hmm. um, you've got to find a guy that's got enough fights that he ain't scared to fight nobody. You got sometimes you got to take guys last minute. Like, hey, mm -hmm. I'll take this fight. I, I need it. But the guy, the hard part is you have guys that fight to make some money. You got to find the guys that want to mm -hmm. fight for their career. Right. That's the hard part because some of these guys are good at playing, like playing people. Oh yeah, dude, I want to fight. I'm zero and nine. Good for you. But like, <laughs> that doesn't. What's that do? That, that does nothing for, for anybody. You know, mm -hmm. for anybody. If, if, right. You know, if we're feeding these guys a bunch of zero and nine, zero and ten guys, that does nothing for them. They're going to go on to a big show and then get destroyed because they've never had any mm. any competition. Right. Competition helps. What's the biggest advancement you guys have seen in the local MMA scene probably like in the last four or five years? Like what is whether it's technology, whether it's just the, the quality of the guys, the schools, participation, cooperation from different organizations, whatever. Like what, what do you think is the biggest advancement you guys have seen like in five to ten years or whatever? You know, um, <clears throat> Scotty and I came on board Attitude in uh, – in 2018, something like mm -hmm. that. you know, okay. um, they, they had put, you know, 13 successful shows together and then him and I came on board <clears throat> and um, I bring a casino marketing background to what I do. Uh, Scotty is the, the ideal matchmaker for the area. And then our job was to build relationships with teams, fighters, gyms, mm -hmm. you know, where you look at some of these teams that may have a beef with this gym over here, this coach don't like that person over there. You know, Scotty and I are the common voice in the city. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the ability to run in and out of these different gyms, have conversations with people. We're dapping it up with everybody. We don't pick sides, mm -hmm. man. We're here to cheer everybody in this city on, and that's what it's about for us. You know, um, I think that, you know, 
now instead of all these guys trying to compete against each other and be their own advocates, now they've got us, yeah. you know, trying to be their advocate for them, you know. And I, I think that's that's helped a lot out in this city. So. And it goes from Memphis. Mississippi to Arkansas. Right. It's not just Memphis. I mean, we're North Mississippi, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. You know, we got guys out of out of uh, Little Rock that come over and fight. We've got guys out of DeSoto County, guys out of Tupelo, guys out of Oxford that all come up to Memphis, and they are part of. It, it takes all of them to make the Memphis scene what it is. Well, like I said, we're here with Jamie Grant, Scotty Swanger of Attitude MMA. Like I said, the the fight is February the tenth. Doors open at five at the Memphis Music Room. I'm telling you, it's a great facility. No bad seats in the house. It's going to be a great show. I'm telling you, they put on a very professional, top-of-the-line show. Make sure y'all go check it out. Uh, how, do, how do people get tickets, guys, to the event? Uh, they could jump online. Uh, you can go to the Attitude MMA Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Go to the real Facebook page, not the fake book. You <laughs> know, there are a lot page? of fakes running around, oh, wow. man. I'm okay. already busting some of these guys. Uh, uh -huh. Go to a, a certified page. You know, Message me if you need tickets, and I'll send you the right link. Um, the pay-per-view <laughs> is not a pay-per-view. This is a free-for-view. We're going to be on YouTube. I hear the word on the street is we're going to be on the LFA channel. Oh, wow. LFA YouTube page. Our fight is going to be free. Follow them. Check it out. What a great opportunity to put Memphis and these guys on a global level. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to do some giveaways, too. We're going to do some giveaways today. We're going to do some giveaways all through the week up until the day of the event for free tickets. We're going to let y'all know how to get those. It's coming up soon, though, y'all. I'm telling you, Saturday, February the 10th, great show, man. I walked in and never been to an MMA fight, and I cannot miss them now. Like, every time they have one, y'all coming on, right? Yeah, y'all. That's an experience, right? man. Right. I, I cannot miss it for sure, man. So you guys make sure you check it out. Jamie Grant, Scotty Swanger from Attitude MMA. You just saw two awesome fighters before them. Make sure y'all come check it out. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great night. About to take a break. When we come back, it's going to be more to answer the same show here. Is there a way for this to be turned around? Sure. Sure. How does that happen? And th and this is typically what we do is how does that happen? And we talk about it. I really can't give you anything. I, I really can't give that you. That we haven't said 400 times right. in the past two weeks. Right. And we haven't seen any of that acted upon or anything no. really change from this team, from this coaching staff from that point. So I, I'm extremely concerned. These problems, how can you solve them? Yeah. Like, is there any real Tangible. way to make that happen? Yeah. Because if not, I'm just going to have to project them to lose more games along the way if they can't figure this whole yeah. thing out. And I think the two two things, if I like, if the two things they need to fix, like each other, <laughs> that's hard to do. Yeah. And then two, find a vocal leader in the locker room. Those two things I think would solve, I don't know, 90% of the issues that ail yeah. this team. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Coon every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Basketball at times has turned into like very selfish individual statistical, like let me get mine regardless of a win or loss, especially at the collegiate level when guys are trying to make it to the next level or professionally. It's not necessarily all about coming in and winning games and championships and playing mm -hmm. together and guys being willing to sacrifice you get more guys that want to go out there and score points and make flashy plays for themselves personally than you do get teams that just want to win basketball games well and i think the transfer portal 
has kind of accentuated that, right? Oh, 100%. You come in Where, and you got 13 new guys every year. Like, it's going to be difficult. To, it's almost like you got 13 mercenaries, right, that are representing right. that are representing a, a team that the majority of the fan base would live and die for. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. So welcome back to the Edge of the Saints show. Shout out to, to the good people at Attitude MMA. Awesome interviews we had with uh, the whole crew, man. We got two guys representing two of the main event fights that came out. Ethan Birmingham, Patero Wilson. Memphis' own Patero Wilson uh, was in the building. Shout out to them. Scotty Swanger and uh, Jamie Grant, the guys behind the scenes making things happen for Attitude MMA. Check them out again. Like I said, February the 10th. Doors open at 5 p.m. Memphis Music Room. Go to the website to check out how to get those tickets to the event. Uh, inside the same brain, man, where we talk about what's going on through on, on a naysayer's mind, man, I hear a lot of stuff going on. Um, Perry Shark, I fi was finally able to sit down and watch The Color Purple. I thought you said you weren't going to watch that movie. I movie. never said that at all. I oh, said, you said I, you weren't going to pay said, to go see it. I said I wasn't going to go see it in the damn movie theater. That's right. My and man. I still wouldn't. <laughs> I still wouldn't go see it in the movie theater. But um, I will say this. I watched it on a very 4K stream. At my house, I have ways of watching shit. Don't get in my business, but I did watch it. Uh, I think you can like rent it or buy it for like thirty bucks or something like that. Some kind of way. I don't know how people are watching it, but dang, what I did. But it, because those streams are available, my stream is available. So uh, shout out to the people who actually are uh, purchasing the shit. But uh, <laughs> I watched the color purple. Uh, I actually did like the movie. Parish. Have you seen the first movie? Yeah, the first, the, old, the original, yeah. the OG. Yeah, Ken, have you seen? Goldberg, yeah, you seen the color purple? Yes. All right. I'll say this, quick review of the movie, and we'll slide up out of here. Um, it was not as musical as people were talking. Like, I was thinking I was about to go watch Hamilton. The way people were talking, right? It was a lot more acting, and then you kind of knew when the music scenes were coming. Like, all the music scenes felt appropriate, like mm -hmm. when they put those in. Uh, the acting was fine. Um, the guy who played uh, Mr., who typically was Danny Glover Danny in the Glover, past. Yeah. It's this dude, uh, I can't think of his name, is something Domingo or something like that. But he played in uh, Candyman, too. Yeah, I was about to say the guy from Candyman. Yeah, yeah, that dude is a nasty dude, man. And I, I, I'll i say something that's kind of a, maybe an unpopular take. Now, everybody knows that Danny Glover was Mr. Right. This Domingo dude came off grimier or just being, like, nastier than meaner almost than Danny, Danny Glover. Glover was. Wow. Then maybe because I knew who Danny Glover was before The Color Purple. So... He was like dude from 48, not, not 40, he was dude from uh, Beverly Hills Cop or whatever. I mean, not, whatever movie it was, uh, 48 Hours, whatever that movie was. So I knew him from, from other stuff. So seeing that character had to adjust. But this Domingo dude was was pretty nasty as Mr. Uh, the movie, like I said, was was better than I thought it would be. Um, let me think of other stuff people were saying. People were saying that the movie bashes uh, women, bashes men. I didn't think that it was a, it was kind of that's kind of how stuff was back during the Jim Crow era, and uh, there were people talking about that they were offended by the homosexuality, the lesbian stuff between uh, Miss Celia and Miss Sophia, mm -hmm. I mean Miss Celia and Suge, Suge Avery. Yeah, it felt like the exact same stuff that was in the first movie. It didn't okay. seem it seemed like it seemed like they 
a lot of stuff that was implied in the first movie, they kind of came on with it for this movie, but it wasn't anything that crucial to me. I think it was fine, but I still would not go see it in theaters. You know what I mean? But um, it kind of, I liked it because it also shared, uh, it kind of showed you the women in the movie, like the sisterhood and the bonding had more. You kind of knew, it kind of it kind of focused on that part. Like it yeah. was really the women overcoming the bullshit that women went through during the era of time. So I liked it. Go watch it. <laughs> go download it. Go bootleg it. Whatever you need to do to color purple. It won me over for sure, man. I tell you what, Paris, you about to slide up out of here, bro. I appreciate you once sure. again. My Always. man, Paris Shaggy. Check him out. The uh, the beat writer for the Memphis Grizzlies for Bluff City Media. Check him out. Shout out to my guys from Attitude MMA. Check them out again next weekend. For sure, go check them out for sure. Shout out to all the guys that will be participating. For Kenny Stubblefield behind the glass. For my man, Perry Sharkey. This your boy, Anthony Sane. We out. Thank you for listening to The Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.